You're tuning into Concept, my personal journey bringing ideas to life and maybe inspiring you to pursue yours. This is Art of Attention, conversations on marketing, media, and getting your story straight. Working in marketing, one of the challenges that I get uh, and one of the annoyances that I have, whether it be working for an employer or a client, nonprofit, for-profit, what have you, there's always this idea of, yo, let's make something uh, viral. Uh, but the reality is there's no formula for virality, right? There are certain things that make something share worthy, but it's not, it's, it's not something that you, will, you, that you could put maybe know ahead of time. You can try to stand out. You can try to uh, be shareworthy. You can try to be news newsworthy, uh, but going for virality is not the right objective. Focus that you want to have is to be shareworthy. So, what is it that you can do to be shareworthy? Rather, why is it important to be shareworthy? The whole idea of connection is to communicate, and when you're communicating, is it worthy of expressing what it, whatever it is that you shared? Is it worthy for whomever you're sharing it with? To, for them to express it to other people. Unfortunately, whenever we're doing it for the purpose of communication, we go into promotion mode. And promotion mode doesn't, uh, or that mentality and thinking uh, may not go into the thought and idea of how to make something shareworthy. Rather, it might go into the nuances of how to persuade someone, right? If you're in that moment, you're trying to persuade somebody, the, the facets of copywriting, as they call it, uh, or persuasive writing, is geared towards making people, uh, you know, uh, understand what it is that you have to offer, what's of benefit to them, and so that they may also potentially try that offer out. However, in the case of having something be newsworthy, be shareworthy, there's a different element that goes into it. It's This is where the social marketing facet comes into play. This is where you can also have something where if you write a blog post, it might be uh interesting to share that with other people. What are these eight elements? With each of these elements, I'll be sharing an example. Some of these examples might overlap. In fact, the more elements that you have that overlap with each other, the more share worthy that your, your content is. It's difficult to get all eight of these elements to be within whatever it is that you're trying to share. But if you do find something that you're going to be, then actually you've struck gold. So the question now is what are those eight elements? Let's start with element number one is what you have to share, whether that communication be a video, a blog post, a presentation, what have you, is what you have to share, is it timely, right? So now sometimes people think, uh, oh, timely, there's an intuitive factor to it. Uh, is it of relevance today? But rather the question that comes up is in terms of how do you define something being timely? Is there a trend out there that you're trying to get in front of? Right. So one one of the biggest responses I get to this question is like, oh, I don't want to get in front of a trend. I don't want to leverage a trend. I want to be a trend setter, quote unquote. But in reality, nobody is actually a trendsetter. Trying to say that you want to be a trendsetter is the same as saying I want to go viral. Right. It's like it's it's after the fact. It's in hindsight. It's not foresight. Foresight. I mean, people who became trendsetters are, in fact, people who got in front of a trend in their time. But what they were doing overtook or became its own trend later. Case in point, the American Jewish experience, the American Jewish identity, a lot of it, uh, a lot of the contributions that they've given to American society in the world are your superheroes. Marvel and DC superheroes uh, are a product of the American Jewish work in American society. Captain America was, was a character that was produced as a means of bringing forth uh, attention to uh, the atrocities against Jews and the evilness of Hitler. So they presented this character. Stan Lee 
His actual name is Stan Leibowitz. There's uh, one of the highest accolades in comic book and graphic novel awards. Uh, one of the highest accolades in that is the Will Eisner Award. And Will Eisner is like a godfather when it comes to uh, graphic novels and graphic literature that's out there. A lot of these Jewish folks who were into publications and writing and, and, and illustration, they wanted to get jobs in magazines and newspapers, but you know, due to their, uh, you know, religious background and ethnic background, they, you know, they were looked upon as second class citizens. So they ended up, you know, essentially creating and developing and uh, establishing this medium called comic books. Now, later in the 80s, Stan Lee, he wanted to get in front of uh, leveraging this whole thing, this, this comic book establishment, which was known as something that was common for nerds and geeks or what have you. He wanted to bring that to the silver screen. So back in the 80s, he goes out and he tries to get some of these movies produced. Uh, you know, he had The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. They had Captain America and they had a really terrible Spider-Man TV show. Uh, but the fact is that they try to get it out there. It wasn't until, you know, after the year 2000 where some of these superhero comic books really started taking off. Granted, there were a few good hits like Batman back in the 80s and a few sequels that produced and then some garbage ones that came after that. But then when they rebooted it, it was uh, amazing again. But the thing is, these characters, these comic books were getting in front of a particular trend at their time. When they kind of gained momentum, uh, then they were able to uh, become their own thing. So the question that goes back to the factor of timeliness, if you're trying to establish something, what is the trend that you're getting in front of right now? And at the same time, what is the broader trend uh, or, or the broader thing, not trend, but what is the broader thing that people are generally interested in? So when it came to taking these comic book characters and bringing them to the silver screen, that was the thing that they were trying to get in front of. I'll give you another example. Uh, the example of, say, uh, American Sniper. Now, you're familiar that American Sniper uh, is a movie directed by Clint Eastwood starring Bradley Cooper about the American Navy SEAL sniper Chris Kyle, who has 160 confirmed kills uh, in uh, when he went out to Iraq. Now, there's a now the thing is, the movie itself was a hit and started a lot of conversations and there was a little bit of controversy around it. Um, but there was another there. If you Google this YouTube video, uh, it's uh, it's titled Iraq Vet interviews people coming out of American Sniper movie, right? The headline is very clear. He's an Iraqi vet uh, who fought in Iraq and he's interviewing people as he's coming out and he's asking them hard questions, hard polarizing uh, and the responses are very polarizing. So now this guy, he's got a YouTube channel, he's creating content and he's trying to get in front of this trend. This trend is this whole uh, movie that's out there, people are talking about it and at the same time, this trend is part of a broader thing which has to do with the, with the political climate, re-election or election season. Uh, many of it has to do with re-election, the kind of rhetoric that goes out there. So um, he's kind of getting in front of that whole thing and yet his video ended up going viral. Now, there is a hope that the video would garner interest and attention uh, another one that you might see being thrown across Facebook is like 100 years of beauty or whatever, something like that. And like recently there's somebody about somebody from Syria uh, and they're showcasing the different styles of hairstyles or whatever over the last 100 years. And it concludes with, uh, uh, you know, with her doing like a peace sign uh, with like the Syrian flag. And the trend that they're getting in front of is the whole thing with uh, the, the situation of the Syrian refugee crisis. Um, so the question that comes back is, how is what you're producing timely? In addition to that, 
along with this timeliness, the second big thing that you want to be able to answer uh, is, is there, what's the emotional value of what you're putting together? So um, one of the biggest things, there's a number of ways that you can look at it, right? Is there conflict involved? Conflict always introduces emotion. Is there any kind of controversy? Is there any kind of conspiracy attached to it? Is there um, any... Uh, uh, what's, is there anything about it that's polarizing? Polarizing topics always get attention, always get conversations, always get shares. Uh, and there's always an extreme, either positive or negative emotion attached to it. So the question now is the content that you're sharing along with timeliness and the trend that you're getting in front of what's polarizing about it. So that's the thing that you want to be able to answer. Um, a couple good examples of this. Uh, I mean, the whole thing with, uh, the Chris Kyle, uh, that the movie itself, uh, was one timely because of the war and two was controversial and polarizing. Um, Donald Trump, he is a legend when it comes to this, right? So Donald Trump, one of the things that he, I mean, he's a reality TV star. So when it comes to knowing what to do, what to say in regards to, um, uh, if his polls are going down, just like in reality TV, the whole idea is to create conflict, uh, produce controversy. So say whatever you have to say, whether it be a calling Mexicans rapists and criminals and whatever, at the same time proposing a, a ban on Muslims or whatever. He's making a statement that's super polarizing. And granted, people are going to side with him because he's clear on what he's supposedly standing for. But the whole idea here is, are you timely? And are you try, are you doing anything that is eliciting an extreme emotion? Are you uh, producing something that has some sort of emotional value uh, to it? And what is the emotion that you're going for? What is the extreme polarizing emotion that you're going for? These are the two most important facets of anything that, that's going to be share worthy. In addition to that, there's a lot of different bonuses and force multipliers that makes things even more interesting and share worthy. Among them is, is there anything novel about it? Right. What's new? So the question that comes up is, uh, let's take a look at uh, the movie Avatar. Right. The James Cameron movie came out several years back. But one of the things that really uh, that, that really propelled it, um, one of the things was the fact that he was kind of producing this movie in a whole new way using digital 3D technology that was never done before. And as a result, um, as a means of people to experience this better, he was also advocating for movie theaters all across the country to start um, installing IMAX presentations. So uh, now this goes into the second major factor is impact. Like the impact with the James Cameron's avatar is that all these theaters are being upgraded to IMAX. All of them, almost all of them are going to have IMAX or some, well, IMAX is one brand. Other ones have extreme digital, which is kind of the same thing, bigger screen, better sound, so on and so forth. Uh, but as a means of movies to be displayed and showcased in a more uh, entertaining and more captivating manner. Um, the other factor that goes into is like, look at Tesla, right? Tesla is an amazing uh novel company they're producing electric cars doing it in a way that has not been done before there's no engine there's no transmission it's timely because of the whole trend of oh we have this whole fuel crisis coming up maybe the controversial controversy factor might be uh, is how gas and oil companies and lobbies might be voting against it right and other factors that people may ask about is uh is uh well what about these accidents well there's a lot more other accidents that people cover but Tesla tends to get a lot more coverage whenever there's a crash or there's a, a fire or whatever. 
but it still gets into the news. But the impact factor is stated in their very mission, which is to uh, lessen the dependency of America on fossil fuels through their cars. Now, one may argue that in any one way, but the fact is that they've kind of positioned themselves to be clear in that impact. The other question comes up is proximity, right? So to give you a quick example of some information, some communication that has to do with proximity and how that's displayed, uh, actually two examples. Example number one is uh, the fires currently, as of right now, there's a wildfire that's going across Fort McMurray. And, uh, and the, the, the proximity factor is that it's right here, it's in Canada. Right, it's not that far off. Now, as Americans, we're familiar with forest fires and wildfires in California, and the fact that Canadians are experiencing this and is actually uh, t- taken across an entire uh, the span of what would be the like a, a citywide or city-sized type of fire. You know, and the kind of images and graphics that have come across, it hits a number of factors. It's timely uh, because it's happening now, right? There's a whole thing about, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it's climate change, dryness in the air, what have you, something caused a fire. Um, it's novel because you don't hear about this kind of stuff happening in Canada. Uh, the impact is that people, it's, uh, you know, people are, uh, maybe there's some, because of the issue with climate change, you know, it's something that could happen to us, maybe. Uh, but right now it's not happening, so it might not be that impactful, but proximity is right here, right across the border to the north. Um, and there's a human interest factor too, which is the next item, human interest, because there's people who are being affected. And a lot of times human interest type of stories are things that get our attention. We feel for them. Another human interest aspect related to the fires in Fort McMurray are attached to another trending item, which has to do with the whole Syrian refugee crisis. You hear about Syrian refugees and this whole thing about Islamophobia, which is attached to another polarizing topic. So uh, Syrian refugees are leaving. They're going to Europe. They're coming to U.S. They're coming to Canada. But the interesting story comes up is a lot of these Syrian refugees, they uh, see these fires and they're actually getting involved in the relief efforts and helping with uh, the victims who are escaping. And so this becomes another aspect of a story that's getting in front of a trend that's also also in front of a trend uh, within a current situation that most people are generally interested in. It all kind of ties in together, makes it more interesting, makes it more share-worthy. The other question that comes into play is prominence, Right. Is there anyone or any uh, that is famous uh, that is noticeable in that? Let's go back to the American Sniper example, right? Uh, There's three major people of prominence. You have Chris Kyle, who's written a book, 160 Confirmed Kills. Within the military, he probably is considered a celebrity now with the fact that he was killed by another veteran, which is the whole thing with uh, reintegration and and. Iraq war and all this stuff is all polarizing coupled with the fact that you know he had a book it was published it was optioned and they created a movie Clint Eastwood was directing it second prominent person starring Bradley Cooper third prominent person uh, and all these famous people are commenting and conversing on it and so as a result it becomes something that's newsworthy because of the prominent people that are involved in the discussion of it or that are involved in it. Why is it that tabloids tend to be very, very, um, uh, people tend to eat it up because it's always involving uh, prominent people, whether it be with celebrities or politicians? Um, Why is it that the election cycle is something that is super, uh, uh, it's almost like a reality show because it's involving uh, prominent people. Donald Trump is considered, uh, you know, being a reality star. 
anything that he does or says, it's going to be inter- uh, not, well, maybe interesting, uh, but it's going to be newsworthy because of his prominence and where he's at and what he's done in the circus of the election cycle that this has been. Hillary Clinton, being the wife of, uh, of uh, President Bill Clinton, having been in office, also is a prominent person. So all of these individuals that are involved in these stories, they tend to stand out because of these factors. Uh, and finally... The last factor, which is actually another force multiplier, if you can add this into it, it would be great. If not, then, you know, at least you can run with these other things. But the last factor is humor. How is it funny? One of the people that has mastered this concept uh, or one of the groups is The Daily Show, right? Their whole foundation of uh, newsworthiness is based off of the fact that they uh, coat everything in humor. Uh, They're able... at the same time, everything that they produce is always getting in front of something that's trending in the media at some point. That's their whole business model. So the thing is, whenever uh, you can combine all these elements, even with The Daily Show, they're timely, right? They're getting in front of these political trends, elections, whatever the whatever the issue might be or the prominent trend might be at the time. And people are generally interested in, uh, uh, in talk shows and TV shows and commentary. So as a result, they, uh, they share that. Even going back to the whole uh, the YouTube video of the Iraq vet who interviews people coming out of American Sniper movie, uh, the broader thing that he's kind of engaged in, right? You have the whole Chris Kyle thing and the whole American Sniper movie and the controversy around it. That's a trend. But in addition to that, people are generally interested in movies as well as uh, YouTube videos and uh, interviews and things like that. So he kind of gets in on that as well. So going back to The Daily Show, right, one of the things that they do is what's novel about it. Let's look back at what was back when Jon Stewart came into play. The way that they approached news was very different, especially his rhetoric and the way that he would engage. Uh, and the writers are involved with that. Coupled with today with Trevor Noah joining, he's not even American, he's from South Africa, a mixed South African, who has a unique story, becomes a new host of The Daily Show, that there's a level of novelty and maybe even human interest um, attached to it, coupled with the fact that they're using humor uh, to talk about people that are prominent and issues that are of importance to people, thus human interest, and there's always a polarizing issue that they're engaging and commenting on as a result ultimately combine all these elements together and boom you've got something that's share worthy it may or may not be viral but the potential of it to be shared is definitely there some items are more share worthy than others um so the question that comes back to you is the communication that you have and the content that you're producing and the stuff that you're sharing with people how is it share worthy how is it tied to uh, a trend that's taking place now and how are uh, and how is that part of a broader uh, thing that people are interested in? What's new about it? What level of impact that it might have? Is there any kind of proximity at- attached to it? Um, is there uh, is there a level of human interest that might be involved? So one of the things that I did was I actually uh, ran this exercise as a means of figuring out how to kind of help uh, with the development of the promotion for the Falcon of Spain. For those of you who have been listening to this broadcast, um, then you know what this is. If you haven't listened, if this is your first episode that you're listening to or you're unfamiliar with the Falcon of Spain is, feel free to go back to some of the past episodes. You can either go to Falcon Rising or you can go to Marketing 101 where I talk about the development of the marketing um, behind that. As I'm working on this thing, I'll tie all these things, all these different elements into it. So the question that comes up is, what makes the Falcon of Spain 
this presentation I'm putting together newsworthy, maybe. Well, so this is part of an exercise. Again, this is something that I spent maybe an hour on. Obviously, require it would need a little bit more time and thought uh, to go into it. But as a uh, review of uh, how this exercise can be applied, as an example for you. So the Falcon of Spain is the story about. Uh, a a young prince from Damascus, what is today Syria, his homeland is invaded and his family murdered. Uh, and he rises from exile to rule the Iberian Peninsula. That's what the story is about. So what's timely about it? Well, one, it's a story of a refugee that leaves Syria or what is today Syria at that time, that region. Uh, and he comes to the quote unquote West, right? And, uh, and so the current trend that we're talking about here is the whole Syrian refugee crisis, Islamophobia and all of these things in Syria and refugees coming in and, uh, to the West and, you know, uh, whatever potential fears that might be associated with that, there's a timely factor to it. Uh, what's novel about it? Well, what I'm doing is I'm taking a point of view story, uh, that yes, it, it goes into history, but uh, but what I'm doing is I'm taking this story, I'm kind of presenting it in a particular genre, uh, which really hasn't been done before. But ultimately, one of the novel things is that I'm trying to put together a graphic novel, which I don't know of any graphic novel that tells the story of uh, any of the heroes from this cultural background that, like, you know, you have... Um, in the past, in the Japanese culture, you got like characters like Goku from Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and Cowboy Bebop, like Spike, the main character there, versus you have the superheroes of the Jewish American tradition, DC and Marvel Comics superheroes is what I'm talking about. At the same time, for martial artists, you have Miyamoto Musashi, who is the author of the Book of Five Rings, allegedly, um, or you got from the business community, Sun Tzu's Art of War, or you've got among Silicon Valley types, the, uh, the Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, or you have uh, Winston Churchill, which is popular amongst politicians and other like leadership development type folks. So each kind of these, each of these little different niches that people are involved in, they have their heroes. And the thing is, even among the Muslim community and the youth and the general youth, it's like they don't like there are there are heroes there, but they really don't know about them. So I figured, you know, this would be the interesting novel way of bringing that up bring that out is there any controversy or an extreme emotion that might be attached to it among the muslim community is the idea of a graphic novel especially among conservative types that might be controversial so that's great i'm probably going to try to bank on that uh, but in the general realm of things the just the controversial factor of uh you know this is a time of battles and so some people might be curious about that. There might be some controversy around that, uh, coupled with the fact that some of the history here is lost in the sense that the sources of the actual history that was recorded, there's no record of those sources anymore. And the history that was compiled, the original works of that are gone. More, some of it is gone. And the actual history that people refer to in terms of the books that stuff uh, is commenting on the original compilation of history and its sources, which don't exist. So the question that comes up is the credibility. So we know that certain aspects of the history did happen. There's certain people involved. But the question is, what about these gaps? Taking those gaps, filling it in with creative, uh, taking creative liberties to fill that in. That might be considered controversial. So the question now is, is this history or is this entertainment? So maybe there might be some level of controversy involved there. Uh, is there any impact? So we talking about introducing heroes to the lives of people, giving people a sense of identity, perhaps. Um, is there a level of proximity to this? Well, one is the, the proximity factor would be uh, where it's being presented. So if it's being presented in Houston, it would be of relevance and newsworthy to them, maybe. Um, maybe in, in regards to the human interest, 
you know, tying it back to the whole Syrian refugee crisis, um, as well as uh, the idea of immigrants trying to make a better life for themselves, i.e. CEO of Chobani or the founder of Chobani, immigrant becomes billionaire and gives employees uh, a share uh, of the percentage of the company. Uh, and people rave about that. And he's, he's not the first one. He's not the only one. So, but there's this whole story of an immigrant coming from a majority Muslim area and going to a majority non-Muslim area and adding so much value to the to that land and to that nation of people. Um, the idea of prominence. Uh, well, this person is prominent, but it's kind of obscure because not a lot of people know about him from the history, but he's got an amazing story. Uh, so, oh, the other controversial factor could be is how I would probably be discounting some of the traditional sources because of the fact of all these gaps that I mentioned before. Uh, is there anything funny about it? I don't know. I got to figure that out. But ultimately, this is the exercise that I'm taking in regards to developing um, something that's share worthy. Again, it's not easy. I only put an hour into it. But at the same time, it's something that you got to do, especially if you want something to be share worthy. If you're putting together communication and product, uh, a, a, a video blog post, it helps to do this. So hope you guys benefit from this. That's the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning into the Concept Audio Connection. Following yours truly by day, a marketing manager and multimedia producer, and by night, a student of martial arts, history, and human physiology. This experience is about you benefiting from my personal journey and bringing ideas to life and perhaps inspiring you to pursue yours. As of this recording, among the things I am pursuing is working on publishing my first book and producing a graphic novel and film on the historical epic of the Falcon Spain. If you want to connect and engage with me, you can follow me anywhere on social media at Bilal Khan Social. That's Bravo, E-L-A-L-K-H-A-N Social. Or my website, BilalKhan.com. And it'd be great if you told me what you enjoyed about this experience with a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. Until next time.